Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to today's podcast, Goal Setting, right? This is so exciting. On today's podcast, we're going to discuss the why and how of goal setting and how we can use our values to inform our efforts. If you're anything like me, I fought against goal setting for years. I didn't want to fail, but I also certainly didn't want to succeed. So I just kept a list of crazy to-dos that I never seemed to make progress on or tackle. And it was so funny because I'd rewrite those to-dos over and over again on different notebooks thinking that that was what I needed to inspire myself to greatness or that's what I needed to really make progress on um, these fake goals. But it wasn't that. Um, It was that I didn't know how to articulate and fully form these goals. So I hope to offer you some um, help today and some thoughts um, that you can maybe try on. Um, So for a long time, my goals were specific to raising children and giving back to the community. And that was great for me and that time in my life. But as my circumstances changed and I really began to see challenges in my life. And for me, it was seeing my son, what he had to go through with his unique strengths and skills. So then my goals shifted and became larger than before. The goal of giving back to my community shifted to include a wider um, sweep. And that's how Lives of Courage was born. So I get it. I get how hard it is. You know, I first started reading some books and then I became a life coach myself and my understanding shifted and it was so difficult for me. This is the the thing that I had to coach myself on. I had to then look at my thoughts about goals even. So we know our thoughts impact our emotions, our emotions impact our actions and our actions impact our results. So you know, my result was these goals, right? And my thoughts were, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not prepared. I don't, I'm not ready to do this. What, who am I? Like really thoughts of unworthiness. And so I had to, I had to take a deep look at my thoughts um, and which would then impact the results I got in my life. So I hope that we can do this together. So really, why set goals? I think by setting sharp, clearly defined goals, you can measure and take pride in your achievement of those goals. And you'll see progress in what you might not have previously seen and really had just seen it as pointless grind. So I really like Dr. Gail Matthews. She's a researcher in charge of a Dominican University of California study, which was an actual study that examined the goal-setting behaviors of 267 participants from the ages of 23 to 72. And it was really a 
broad look at different sectors of our business environment. And this was the first study and only study that I know of that provided empirical evidence for the effectiveness of three coaching tools, accountability, commitment, and writing down one's goals. You know, we often refer, I know I have when I was in graduate school, to this fake Harvard or Yale goal study. Um, And that doesn't exist. There's been numerous people have tried to find this study about goal setting. So um, Dr. Matthews really did the work and, um, and the results are incredible. So first I want us to talk about accountability and that's accountability to someone. This group that they studied had to follow up their concrete goal planning and action by enlisting another person. And that might be a coach, a peer, but they needed to send their commitment to someone, making them more accountable. So um, that's, I think, accountability to a coach is incredible. And I've made such progress as it relates to a coach, but you can do it to yourself. You can do it to your husband or wife, your significant other, anything, a friend. So just someone to have accountability to. And then it is um, commitment, commitment to action. Rather than simply writing down a goal, the, the group in this um, research study was asked to commit to an action. This included filling out a survey, leading through um, a thought process on their goals and setting concrete action commitments. So those SMART goals that we'll cover in just a little bit. Essentially, they were making a commitment on paper to achieve their goal. And so this is crucial. And whether it's through a coach and that you make a commitment to that each week, um, whatever it takes to get you to commit to action. And I think you all, if you've been listening to the podcast, might have heard me talk about this idea of there's two forms of action, massive action or passive action. So we can either like do a lot of research and put off action, but we're really doing things. Um, and I'm great at this. I can research to the best of them. And until I'm ready to actually move from passive to massive, or even just, I think of it as passive to true action, um, we, we spend a lot of our time just hanging out and spinning our wheels. And I'm great at that. If you need any tips and tools on how to do that, I'm your gal. Okay, so um, the other thing is that regular updates matter. So the group um, had to update an accountability person on a weekly basis, which kept them focused on their goals. That accountability person can be you. It can be a goal app or app. It can be anything. Just just really holding yourself accountable, committing to action, providing regular updates, and then writing down one's goals. It's not just enough to talk about it. You actually have to type or write them down. And we know that small goals are far more attainable. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't write over all goals on a larger scale. So 
we um, develop your goals so that the larger per- picture is present, but set smaller plateaus to reach them. Your success starts with the planning process. So you, um, we'll, we'll talk about this as it relates to SMART goals. But you really start with a larger goal and work backwards so that each step towards the goal is mapped out. Um, so let's say you want a new customer, a published article, a promotion at work, uh, an exercise program, which is what I'm at. The goal must be your goal, but then you baby step your way. So it would be exercising one time a week. Oh, you can do that. Exercising two times a week. It's not like, I will exercise five times a week immediately. We know that those, um, from my experience in behavioral analysis, those wide, you have to scaffold behavior change. So now to the how. Here's the three simple goal setting steps. I think number one is know why it matters. And this is crucial. When you set a goal, it has to mean something. There has to be benefit in achieving it. If the outcome is of little or no importance to you, then the chances of putting you putting in the work or me putting in the work are next to none. So if we can't translate goals into actions, the goals are um, irrelevant to us. So it's important to break down your goals into your top three or five overall goals, the ones with the highest sense of urgency. If it helps, write down why they're valuable to you. I sometimes write these goals down because, well, the list is a tangible reminder of what needs to be done and I need visual aids to help me focus, of course, right? And then number two and the three simple goal setting steps is set SMART goals. And we all have gone through this. They're specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely or time bound. Um, And that is, uh, let's just go through these. Um, And I would, well, let's just do this really quickly. Specific, what exactly do you want to accomplish? The more detailed, as we talked about, the better. So I want to lose 20 pounds is a good start, but you need, I would incorporate the why. I want to include, um, lose 20 pounds so that I feel great. I feel better. I can wear my favorite clothes again in June. It makes it easier to visualize and achieve what you want. And and helping relate it back to the meaningful piece to you. you need, they, it needs to be measurable. So how will you know when you reach your goal? And here pres- precision is key. When you can measure, you'll actually see your progress and know when you achieve it. So concrete criteria helps everyone stay on track. For example, get better at money is not measurable. It's unclear what better means. So have a goal to understand your current spending habits, pay off your credit cards, start saving 25% of your income um, per month. Now you can benchmark that so that you can achieve it or recalibrate it if necessary. So that's the measurable. And I would add add meaningful um, to that so that it's measurable and meaningful to you. But Um, That's what we discussed in step one. 
So we also then have attainable or achievable, the A in our SMART goals. Is achieving this goal realistic with effort and commitment? If you can't actually attain your goal, it will only serve to frustrate you and dishearten you. So I also say this knowing that some of us, um, myself included, set lower than um, attainable or, you know, you set lower standard goals so that they're super attainable, that you feel the sense of accomplishment. And I would just urge you to set a larger goal and then those little baby steps, you know, the, the progress up to that goal um, are those attainable bits. So if we want to, I want to say, become a world-class pianist or, f- you know, violinist overnight, that necessarily won't happen. But if we can work, practice one hour a day and do, we're slowly going to build ourselves up and you, you scaffold those behavioral changes to reach your goal. Now, you can choose a goal that is meaningful for you. And sometimes we really have to think that we live in ideal, real worlds, not ideal worlds. So make sure you're setting goals that match up to reality. And then our R in our SMART goals is relevant. How is this goal significant in your life? And finally, we have our T, which is time-bound or timely. Having a clear idea of your timeline creates a sense of urgency. You'll be working toward what you want more quickly. When will this goal be achieved? And then, so we've got the SMART goals. We're ready to go. And then number three, the final three simple goal setting step is to write down your goals. And we know this from the um, Dr. Gail Matthews study, but I start down. So we write our goals and under our goals, we have projects. So those are the, those are the, behavioral steps to get us to that goal. And then from our, like, I have monthly projects and we talked about this a bit in um, the productivity um, uh, podcast, but so we have our goals, we have our projects and under our projects, we have a list of actions and I keep my goals visible at all times and I cross check the things I've accomplished to gain gauge where I stand at the end of the day as it relates to progress on those projects and those goals. This is the best practice for me because it makes things simple and tangible to help keep me accountable. Um, And I wanted to mention that there's an interesting app, if you're interested, called Strides. And it is, you have your overall goal, you you break it down into baby steps, um, and and it's spelled out for you and that you can hold yourself accountable. So I really think it's important um, that there are apps here and I'll um, create a link to the three steps and also my that um, app, that Strides app that I think you might be interested in checking out in the blog, the blog post associated with this podcast. And finally, um, in the last three minutes that we have left, I want to take a few minutes to discuss how your values impact your goals. 
Our values are powerful and effective determinants of human accomplishment. They represent our deepest desires, what we want to stand for, how we relate to the world, how we want to be remembered. They reflect our sense of right and wrong and what we believe we should be even. And values have the power to influence our behavior. And I believe they should be up front in how we choose our goals. So top of mind, we know that while goals change, values are anchoring and consistent. They connect us to our greater purpose in life. They um, bring us motivation and energy. They live us, allow us to live an important life and a meaningful life. They drive our lives in a positive direction and move us forward. We know that values provide internal and personal reference for what is useful, beneficial, and desirable. We know that what is useful and beneficial and desirable for me may not be important to you. And really these values help us determine our decisions and guide our lives. The more we choose goals based on our values and principles, the more we enter into a positive cycle of energy and motivation and satisfaction. So values are those meaningful beliefs and philosophies that carry can vary um, from ethical or moral, such as the belief of equal rights for all, honesty, concern for others, justice, fairness, goodwill, gratitude, kindness, to, um, and this is a word I have trouble saying, ideological, well, you know, um, those things such as self-reliance, innovation, knowledge, security, perseverance, growth, accountability, commitment, hard work, or resilience, to social um, values such as generosity, and I would say kindness, efficiency, competition, independence, collaboration, leadership, Um, And then we think about um, our aesthetics, such as creativity, prosperity, beautiful, beauty, happiness, fun, adventure. Um, So an example of value-based goal, if you value individuality, your goal might be starting your own business uh, while getting yourself through school so that you can um, have decisions about what you want to do um, and and. Being having autonomy in that, um, those who value individuality will take responsibility, be self-reliant, act with self-respect while working towards accomplishing their goals. Um, I, I, for example, one of mine um, values that means so much to me is kindness, um, and so and and goodwill. And so it's interesting that my work is in in giving and in service and in give and in like those acts of kindness to others to help them live their best life. So I highly recommend you taking the VIA, um, it's Values in Action Survey of Character Strengths, which is a simple self-assessment and it takes less than 15 minutes and provides a wealth of information to help you understand your core values. <laughs> Having um, administered a a vast amount of personality tests, um, which really focus on our negative or, or even neutral traits. This, the VIA survey focuses on your best qualities. And of course, Dr. Martin Seligman, the father of positive psychology and whose books I highly recommend, helped create this, 
um, survey and it's now regarded as a central tool of positive psychology and, and really, I think, gives great feedback. So this week, I will have the list of goals available to download and I want you to think about taking that, um, that survey. Um, it's at viacharacter.org and so you, it takes about 15 minutes, the VIA survey. Um, and I just, I, I really think it would be great for you um, uh, to do that. And then the last thing that I um, will do, I'll put um, all of this on the blog post, but just really put Dr. Matthews' recommendations from her research study of accountability, commitment, and writing down one's goals into practice. So if you haven't done so already, I highly recommend that you sign up for the Lives of Courage newsletter. Each week, I will send you encouragement and resources and app recommendations um, for you to use. So again, I want to thank you so much for joining me this week. I'm so grateful to spend this time with you. I hope you have a great week and I can't wait to chat with you um, next Monday. Have a great one. Thanks everybody.